Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There is nothing more powerful than a woman determined to rise. That will scare some people along the way. What do you need a therapist for? Uh, a life coach. Oh, check you out. No, fuck you. Right? I'm getting better. Either get on board or fuck off because this train is going one direction. <laughs> this is welcome to my life. This is my brain all the time, Odie. Intense up there. Welcome to the Rhythm of Life with me, Oti Mabuset, the podcast where I talk to some of my favorite celebrity friends and I find out all about their lives, their passions, their inspirations, and what makes them tick. Today, I am joined by an incredibly strong woman. It is the amazing Vicky Patterson. Now, Vicky is well known for her role on Jodie Shaw, and she is the queen of the jungle. But today, we get to find out what is the rhythm of her life. A lot of the time, I like to pretend that I'm northern, but like proper, proper northern, like northern, northern, northern. And I always imagine myself going and taking an award and all of a sudden coming up with, a, with an accent that sounds exactly like yours. And I'm like, thank you very much for giving us this award. I'm absolutely honoured. <laughs> was that good? Was that I good? I feel like you um, you swayed between, like, honestly, very good jolly, but also a bit, like, Nigerian almost. Like, it was, it was a valiant attempt, mate, because I couldn't do South African, so hats off to you. I love it. I love it. Now, you are from Newcastle. Nobody nobody has to even question that. <laughs> How was it for you growing up? What kind of environment was it like? Um, so I had a like really happy childhood. Um, I consider myself to be incredibly blessed to have had mm. the family that I have. Um, my mom is like my hero. My sister is like my best friend. Um, and yeah, I did all the normal things that kids do growing up, like... Um, I kissed boys I shouldn't, I got in trouble, I loved school, I played sports. I'm super, I was super boring until I was about 16. And then I got boobs and discovered booze and of course the boys came next. So, um, I mean, again, I think pretty standard, but Newcastle's a great place to grow up and I'm super proud to be from there. What, what is that, that one thing that makes you so proud to be Northern? And what is that one thing that you've done that you feel like, Mate, this only happens in Newcastle. <laughs> oh God! Do you know you've caught me like at the perfect time? I'm right in the middle of um, I'm right in the middle of writing something and going over all these like old memories and stuff, so they're all fresh in my mind. Um, I think being from Newcastle, like you, Northern in general, like there's a lot of stereotypes we have that we don't want to accept, you know. But um, I we definitely take on the chin that we're super friendly. Um, yes. I mean, you love a party. Like, we definitely yes. know we're around a drink, don't we? So I'm fucking happy. Those things make me proud. Like, I love that whenever I go up north, it's filled with, like, warmth and laughter and yeah. great memories. So those I love. Um, and things I've done up north that you probably couldn't do down south. Three trebles for a fiver, mate. Oh, 
wow. Three treble vodkas for a fiver on a, like, a Wednesday night. You can't get a fucking drink for a fiver down south. Like, <laughs> not even a bottle of water in some places. It's absolutely criminal. The fact that we were, like, diving about getting three trebles for a fiver, I just think is fucking blinding. I love it. I remember nights in Newcastle. And I think, we like, on tour. Mm-hmm. We always go there, always, always go there. And and you you have nights that when you wake up in the morning, you're like, what just happened? <laughs> what just, like, you're like, how? how? We oh, just yeah. said one drink. And mm-hmm. then you meet some girls and they're like, come, we know a place. And then you go somewhere and you just wake up and you're like, I don't even know what day it is <laughs> or what time it is. But we always look forward to going to Newcastle. As a teenager, were you like really, really naughty or kind of timid? So I um, honestly like I had this real personal um, evolution when I so I was I was very studious at school. Like adored learning, was super bookish, um, and incredibly honestly like ver- nerdy, verging on nerdy. Mm. Yeah, honestly, like. I remember my mum having to tell us at one point, like, you are going to have to make some friends and get out there. And I just loved, I've, I've always had a fascination with the written word um, and I am a bit of a geek. So, yeah, but that all changed when I went to high school. Again, the boobs, the booze, the boys. Yeah. Um, and I, I did, I became really rebellious. I discovered like late nights and alka pops and, and all the yeah. rest of it. So I think I became a bit rebellious and I remember I button heads with my mum on one or two occasions, probably because we're so similar but um yeah now now out of the ordinary really i saved that for yeah. me saved that for me 20s i suppose that's when i became a real arsehole <laughs> do you think that the change is due to because because a lot of kids go from that right it's there's a lot of peer pressure where, where it just looks like when you do these things you're a lot more accepted and you're a lot more cool because there's more to talk about i totally agree and i think there's a huge element of that when you're growing up um and there's this whole shepherd and sheep dynamic. And I'd love to say like, oh yeah, I got led astray and all the rest of it. But I'm a, I'm a shepherd, mate, not a sheep. Like if anybody was leading anyone astray, it was me. And it was you. yeah, oh, I was, I was a real bad influence and I still am with me pals. Like I think I'm that mate who, you know, you know, and it's like, oh, name a friend who, you, you know, you're not coming home on time if you go out yeah. with, and that's me. I'm that girl. And I wear it like a badge of honor, but those sort of, that side of my personality developed, I'd say like high school age. So about 15, 16. And I, I think like, God, yeah, like I didn't do anything too naughty when I was younger. No. Some scraped knees, kissed some people I shouldn't. <laughs> probably like just the usual yeah no i love that but i'm i'm curious to to know what what caused the change were you maybe curious and you wanted to try things or adventurous or like you wanted to live life um, oh god i think like an amalgamation of all the things you just said it's so hard to articulate how you must have been feeling then and like yeah. god it feels so long ago now or it pains us to say but what i'm 33 so you're looking at like 18 years yeah oh so long ago um but I think yeah like you you want to you want to experience new things you want to spread your wings I think you're desperate to to do things that would make you seem more grown up um little do you know that when we do get grown up we all just long for those those youthful adolescent days yeah so I think loads of loads of stuff attributed to to me having a bit of a 
bit of a wild streak. And I think it's just a rite of passage as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think you need to kind of discover these things while you're young because you don't want to start doing that when you're 33 because you're like, oh my goodness, yeah. I missed so much time. What was your first job? Oh my gosh. Um, so I, I had a paper round. Like most, like Ooh. most young people. Um, but me mom will delight in telling you that I only did it for about two weeks. Then she used to have, <laughs> she used to have to take us out in the car because it was just so cold and I'd like run out with me little newspaper. So that didn't last long. And it was shite money as well. Like <laughs> something like eight quid to deliver like a hundred papers. Like, oh, it was, you'd end what? up, yeah, you'd end up all covered in ink and paper cuts and you'd think, fuck this for no. a laugh. Like, it's absolutely not worth it. And it's like child labour. So no, I sharp fucked that off. But my first proper job, which I absolutely loved, I worked in a shoe shop called Shelley's. Um, And I don't know if you remember this, but like anybody listening who's around my age will attest to the fact that it was the coolest shoe shop (laughs) ever. And I felt like the duck's nuts. Like I felt so cool. And like all the other girls were older and so glamorous and beautiful. And we'd go on nights out together and I was really too young to be out. But yeah, I mean, I just loved it. I loved the independence of it. I loved the status of working in such a cool shoe shop. I loved the discounts. Yeah, I loved it. Did you ever feel like, like when you get your first job and you get that first payment, right? You honestly start to go, I can do anything. I can take over the world. (laughs) Do you know what, mate? Like, I swear to God, I managed to live. I'm probably, I must have worked like one night after school on a Saturday. I must have got about 50 quid a week. So what, 200 a month? Yeah. What I managed to do on 200 quid a month was (laughs) phenomenal. Like, she got new outfits. She went out with friends. Like, she went for meals. She went cinema. Like, I can't even have a lunch for 200 quid today. I swear to God, mate. Me Uber last night in in London was 120. No. It was terrible, but yeah, man, like that, those paychecks back in the day, you made them last and like they went so far and you achieved so much on them. Like those budgeting skills, God, I wish I had a bit of that a day. I love that. You went to then go to university and study drama. I did, yeah. Why drama? drama? Why drama? Were you like, yes, this is just how my life is going. I met as well. Just study my life. I'm so full of drama. No, I am. To me, mom, it was, I, you'll, oh God, you'll hear us talk about a lords. I really love her and she's been a proper great influence in me. Yeah. Life. yeah. <laughs> That's it. We love moms. Yeah, big, big mum fans. Um, so she, yeah, she said, she went, when you're choosing your degree pick something you love she was like because you'll go and if you if you don't pick something you love if you pick pick something that you think you should be taking a course that you know is going to get you a good job there's a less chance that you'll go she knew what I was like so I loved drama I loved media I um and I ended up doing a joint honors degree at um, Liverpool John Moore's um, yeah. drama media and cultural studies and it was nice it was lovely like it was a, a whole mix of stuff and for someone like me who's very easily bored um, loves like unpredictability and, and becomes fascinated by absolutely everything she turns her hand to I, I think it was it was perfect it kept me attention and one day I'd be learning about like TV and how to do stuff mm. like behind the scenes and the next I'd be um, learning more like media based stuff so yeah, yeah journalism type things and then I'd be learning about Brecht and mime and I just found it fascinating and fast-paced and for, for a brain that works like mine it's quite neurotic it was it, it was perfect <laughs> what 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 were you hoping to do with your drama degree at that point what were your dreams 
I think like they they flip flopped around an awful lot. Mm. Um, and if you asked me from like it depend what it depend what module I was doing. So yeah. like I'd constantly be I'd fall in love with whatever I was doing, and I'd go from oh I want to do this, and I really want to do that, but if I had to probably nail it, like I really just wanted to be the next Carrie Bradshaw. I wanted to be Britain's answer to Carrie Bradshaw and I wanted to run around London in ridiculously high heels and have fancy trysts with mysteriously fit fellas. And yeah, I, I wanted to wear Labutins all the time and big glam and intro, like just inspire a whole generation of women with my salacious and witty words. That's honestly what I thought I was going to do. And I, I, I feel like you are doing that right now. I feel like you are living your dream right now. <laughs> There's less tutus. There's less tutus. Driving around with a 120 Uber bill. I feel like you are Carrie oh, of the UK. She's living our best life. Like she'll fucking re- she'll regret it. She, I regret it when I look at me bank statement the next morning. When I look at me little online bank and I'm like, who do you fucking think you are? Um, but yeah, in the heat of the moment, I'm living my best Carrie Bradshaw life and loving it. And who are your influences? Just in that moment of... Because when you're studying, it's such an important moment because you're leaving your teenage and childhood years behind. Mm. This is like the gateway to adulthood. At that point, who were the people that inspired you? I mean, I think I've always been inspired by my mom with like Mm. varying varying degrees, I suppose. Like now... I just adore the bones of that and I feel like if I can be half as happy, as beautiful, as driven as her when I'm her age, like I'll I'll be really happy. But I think back then I was probably finding myself um, and she, like mm. thought I knew it all. Um, yeah. so, so like I say, I, I looked, weirdly, I think I looked, I really looked up to Victoria Beckham. Really? Oh yeah. Well, mate, yeah. like you got to think. That's a good one. 2006 World Cup Cheryl Cole, Victoria Beckham, swan all over, baden baden with those ridiculously long hair extensions and fantastically skimpy outfits. Like it was all I ever wanted, mate. Yeah, it was all I ever wanted. So yeah, I think they were strong influences at the time. Cheshire and VB, um, and I think probably later it became me, mum. <laughs> when you came to your senses no wait I love that I totally get it what what was it about them that you love so much I think I've always had a bit of a girl crush on Victoria Beckham even going back to like early days like little middle school like wanting to be her when we did the Spice Girls she's beautiful she's sassy she's married to David Beckham for fuck's sake I mean (laughs) what's not to love was not to love talented creative gorgeous family sleeky little sense of humor that nobody expects yeah big big baby hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
So you graduate from from university in Liverpool, yes? That must have been. I feel like we've missed a lot of Liverpool nights there. Because Liverpool's another one that's like, <laughs> yeah. you check off Newcastle, then you go to Liverpool. That's another journey. How was life outside of college in Liverpool or university? Um, so, no, I mean, I loved uni and I picked Liverpool because I, for a what a reason pretty similar to what you've just said like Newcastle's nightlife was so good but I'd done it I'd done it to death I'd been going out since I was about 14 so yeah yeah, so when I was 18 I was like ready for a new challenge ready for a new pool of nightclubs and fellas and all the rest of it so um I moved there and it was one of the best decisions I've ever made I made friends that like literally I just threw a baby shower at the weekend for one of my best mates who I met at uni she's like an incredible person um and obviously wouldn't met her if I hadn't made the decision to do that course and go that place so I'm I'm really pleased with that Liverpool itself like it's just a blinding city with like so full of culture and great bars and great restaurants and really friendly fun people like it's definitely in my top three cities in in the UK um, Were there any culture shocks when you got there? Um, so I think Geordies are very similar to Scousers. Mm. We, we both don't, neither would take ourselves too seriously. The girls love to get glammed up and have a night out. Um, friendly, funny, love the ale. Um, I think the only thing I'd say, like, I remember working in Kukai on Bold Street, um, which, like, if anybody's familiar with Liverpool, it's all changed now. Um, but yeah, back in the day, it was super prestigious little spot to be working for a Saturday girl. And me manageress, she just popped out on a lunch break on a Saturday to go and get her hair done. She come back with her hair all in rollers. <laughs> and, like, she just worked the rest of the afternoon with her hair in rollers. And, like, to me, it was so alien. I was like, mate, you've got your fucking rollers in a graft. But, like, she was, she, like, everybody else who came in didn't bat an eyelid. Like, it was just total par for the course. You got your hair put up in rollers on a Saturday lunchtime, so you look great on a Saturday night. Like, they take glam to the extreme in Liverpool. And the girls, like, it's just no shame in their game. I love them. I love that. Oh my gosh, I don't think I've ever laughed so hard. <laughs> I stop laughing. No, I love that. So you go from this amazing fast, fast lifestyle. What's the next step after university? What What are your thoughts there? Um, so the, that period, like between university and like joining, I suppose, like the general workforce, like yeah. the next stage of life, I found that transition really difficult. And I, I think it's mm. one that people don't talk about enough. I honestly believed I would th- like graduate from uni, throw my cap up into the air and like with one hand and in the other hand, someone would just stride out of the crowd and shake my hand and be like, we've got a job for you. Like you're the one we've been looking for. And yeah. I'd go off to this amazing graduate job and be really successful and very happy and really rich. And it's yeah. fucking not like that at all. That's Life's not a film. And I think you're led to believe that if you work hard, in school and college and do a degree things opportunities just come your way but unfortunately for me I left uni in a year where there was 300,000 graduates for 30,000 wow. graduate jobs there was just we were comp- the market was completely oversaturated and a lot of us found ourselves completely overqualified and at a loss mm. of what to do um, especially with a degree like mine which was not really vocational it wasn't geared specifically to get me one type of job um and I floundered oh yeah I really Mm. did I moved back home promising myself it would only be temporary and it was just for a while but I got really comfortable um Mm. 
And for the first time in my life, I'd say, like, I lost a real sense of drive and ambition. I became very complacent. I think I felt let down. Mm, Disappointed by life. Yeah, just like, hang on, this isn't going the way I thought it would. And nobody warned me about this. And I thought, well, fuck that then. I'm just going to go back and regress. And I did. I regressed for a while. I went out a lot, went out with old boyfriends, which, like, by Mm. the way, going out with exes is never a good idea. We all know that. They're fucking exes for a reason. (laughs) Um, we need to learn that. It's just that. so hard. They're hard to get rid of, aren't they? Yeah. They're like, they're like zits. You yeah. pop one and they come out the other side w- of the face. W- once they've got that little hold on you. Yeah, you know, girl. So, oh, I, I just, I did. I became like this pre-uni version of myself and I worked in bars and nightclubs I drank too much I partied too hard and I suppose like I can say it was detrimental um and it wasn't progressive but it was also how I was found for Jodie Shaw so I I can't I can't be too hard on that decision because look where it's led me to be yeah do you in the in those moments where you're just feeling disappointment how does that take a toll on your life where you just are, I mean, adulthood, it's brand new. You don't know what's going to hit you. What kind of toll does that take on your life? Um, I think I, like, rather than accepting, you know, oh, God, like, you've graduated uni. Um, the next step is, like, a serious boyfriend and a, a nine-to-five mm. and um, just moving on with life. Like, because I felt like I'd been let down and things weren't going my way like I say I, I, I just kind of shirked responsibilities and avoid, yeah. avoided adulthood like I was living in my fucking childhood room for god's sake like still like blue tack on the walls from where we take that post as it been like I refused to grow up like eating my mum and dad's food getting them to drive us to work like I completely regressed and I'm not like I'm not even going to be too hard on myself because you know like when you're constantly pushing yourself out of your comfort zone like whether it's moving to a new city whether it's having a new group of friends whether it's trying something new like these things they take their toll and they're amazing once in a while but if you're constantly pushing boundaries it's tiring and I was young and so young to be doing all those things like I take my hats off to anybody who goes to a different city for uni like it's an incredibly big achievement and huge learning curve so yeah I allowed myself a little bit of time to just be comfortable um Mm. but I think probably I overstayed my welcome in my comfort zone (laughs) no but it worked because it then led you to the phenomenon the big big one the first official job that kind of boosted you which was Geordie Shaw now that was a crazy wild show yeah oh god 110 percent. like when i said like oh yeah i was just a bit crazy i was a bit wild in my teens but didn't didn't do anything like sort of out of the ordinary uh, i actually completely saved most of my tear away and downright mental behavior for my 20s i was a complete reckless asshole like i look back now and i'm just like oh you know we all make mistakes yeah. and we all love a love a drink and maybe kiss the wrong fella and say the wrong thing and like there's no shame in that game but yeah I just lost a real sense of myself mm. like I look back now and I don't even really recognize that girl but I suppose that's growth right yeah. like that we're not meant to be the same person we were in our 20s are we? that's so true I want to talk to you about living your life of, of your 20s in front of the whole world how does that feel just being watched and under this microscope because you have this responsibility you have to produce a show 
but based on being real. I don't think I truly understood the ramifications of what I was putting myself through as such a young adult. Um, And I think in a way that was a good thing because had I had the same... um, for, like the same foresight I have now as like a 33 year old woman I probably wouldn't have done it yeah. I would have talked myself out of Geordie Shaw you yeah. know what I mean yeah. I think when you're older you're just more hesitant you're more cautious you think about things more whereas when you're younger you're just downright reckless and a bit naive um, which again I don't think is so much of a bad thing because it leads to a lot of great experiences um, but the Geordie Show for me was an incredible platform. Like I look at who I am now and the things I'm able to do and the people I'm able to meet and stuff and I'm super grateful. Um and I wouldn't change like I wouldn't change the job I have. I'm I'm so fortunate, but if I could have ha- you had a different vehicle to get here, yeah. I would have potentially loved to have explored that because giving so much of your life at so much of a young age mm. has huge effects on your mental health. Yes. Um, it was really difficult to just be working out who you were. Like your twenties are to find out who you are as a person. Like you, you are so insecure and so racked with self doubt and just, just fumbling through life, um, making mistakes and probably being friends with the wrong people and probably kissing the wrong boys and all the rest of it. Like that, that is what they're for. But, what they're not for is is doing that with millions of people watching and everyone having an opinion of you and I I completely agree that our behavior was controversial at times and like god had I been sitting on the sofa watching I would have been like what the hell are they up to (laughs) but um some of the some of the like trolling and negativity um bad press and all the rest of it it's it was very difficult to deal with and I think even as an adult like in her 30s like I still haven't developed a skin thick enough Mm. to deal with nasty nasty comments and and, um harsh opinions so back then um being so naive and so wet behind the ears it was a real baptism of fire and it was quite a hurtful and at times really Mm. toxic thing to go through um, and that's my opinion. Yeah. I know there are some, you know, I, I never speak for the full cast. Like loads of them absolutely love it. And I'm so pleased that they, but just for me, yeah. I, I, I really struggled at times. I think that the kind of, for me, what reality TV kind of represented was a new form of platform of expression. You know, you can become a singer, you can become an actor, you can an athlete, a dancer, but a reality star it's just on its own something new and i think you guys just really set stayed in your lane but you set that lane afire like it people were <laughs> like why are we watching people live their lives and even with the good and the bad i still feel like we got to see it so you represented real people i mean we all do that what you guys did in your 20s we all did it but nobody else was watching which i think is nice do you look back at that time and sometimes have moments where you're like, I was really sad then and no one, no one you. could see it. Yeah. Oh my God, honestly, like I, I, there are so, there are moments when I don't, so I've never watched an episode of Geordie Shore. No. no. I tell a lie, I've watched one. They made us all get together and watch the opening episode. And I remember I was cringing the entire way through, like just because you don't ever really see yourself. Yeah. You? Like, or hear yourself like even now if I send a voice note I'm like and I listen to it back I'm like fucking hell Vicky you sound like a football hooligan like couldn't you please just be more lady like so 
getting getting all of that getting bombarded with like how you are actually going to be seen by millions of people over the globe was a big deal yeah um, and I just didn't like it like I just didn't like it and I've never watched myself on tv since it's not just a specific Geordie Shaw thing so I think I I think reality tv for its very essence is is really invasive that's the nature of the beast mm. and um you are going to get the good the laughs the funny antics and all the rest of it but you're going to get the bad the yeah. arguments the fallouts the fights and the downright ugly and I think we blazed a real trail for being a very real and authentic show yeah. rather than certain more contrived counterparts. Yeah. Um, there was no script with Geordie Shaw. There was no contrived bumpings. Yeah. It was so organic. So people were, what people were saying was something that they hadn't been familiar with before. And it was shocking. Um, and the fallout of having to deal with that and people being shocked by our behaviour and all the rest of it, that was potentially not that was probably the hardest thing that mm. was the bit that wasn't nice yeah. um yeah I look back now you know and I'm like we were just silly 20 somethings yeah. doing a lot of stuff that a lot of people were doing they just weren't on camera um but yeah don't get us wrong there are some moments where I was like no you were a dickhead right so when you're doing Jodie Shaw and it's it's like blown up they showed it in South Africa they showed it in Germany they showed it in the States they showed it everywhere in your opinion, are you living your best Carrie Bradshaw life or are you Victoria Beckham? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So I think, I, I, I mean, I, I feel like I could never imagine Victoria Beckham or Carrie Bradshaw and Geordie Shaw. That's too much for my little brain. Um, I, I There were some real moments where I look, you know, people still do me little, um, some of me green screen moments on TikTok yes. and send us them and I'm like, fuck it. Like the, you, you actually contributed to popular culture, Vicky. Like this is actually quite an achievement. You're, this is a funny thing. But then there are moments already. Like to go back to your previous question, where I kind of think I look at myself and I'm like, you were struggling there. Yeah. You were out of your comfort zone. You were unhealthy. You were unhappy, and you were surrounded by people who did not care that mm. you weren't well. And I mean, whether it be producers, whether it be agents, whether it be even friends who potentially weren't that great for you at the time. Like, I just remember some of my darkest moments have been from that process. Um, so, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't say Victoria Beckham or Carrie have got any place in Geordie Shore. Um, it was it was full Vicky Patterson. And I'm, I'm proud that I've lived through it and I am who I am now, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to relive it again. Oh man, I I totally totally respect that. Thank you so much for that, Vicky. That has been part one of our podcast. Aww. Time is flying, hasn't it? It flies so quickly. Absolutely, I could talk to you all day, pal. Are you gonna stay with me for part two? Hundred and ten percent. I'm going fucking nowhere, me. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> 